What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fight the Good Fight in episode 11 and uh, in season two. And uh, I hope you've been uh, following along uh, on our last two episodes where we talked about uh, living in a culture that's definitely uh, opposing uh, the message of Jesus Christ. And so kind of labeled uh, this, this season of Jesus versus culture. And we talked about the tension that that, that creates. And then last week we talked about the all-out attack uh, that the world has launched, the culture of the world has launched against foundational Christian beliefs and, and the challenges that that we face as Christians today, more so than, than say, our, our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents did. So I would even say probably more than this country's ever ha- had pushed back against it, it being a Christian is now. And so with that, that brings stress. It brings a lot of things, but we talked about the number one thing it brings is a push for us to compromise biblical standards. They, the culture of our of our world, the culture of our country really wants us to change what the Bible says to be good and true and, and convert and compromise on those things so that they can be a, appeased and, and so that we all can, say, live in harmony. But we definitely know, as we have been kind of in Matthew 10, that that is not the plan of Jesus and, and that is not what the, the Word of God states. So we, we identified the tension uh, we identified the attack that's came from that attention. And then today we're going to talk about on this episode is our Christian response. You know, everyone handles pressure differently and everybody's walk is different and, and, and our maturity level levels are different. But but the Christian body, the, the church body, the body of Christ, we've got to unite on some common core grounds where we draw the line in the sense that, you know what, I don't care what the culture says. I don't care what some of my family members do. I don't care what people I look up to do. I, for me, I'm not going to I'm not going to compromise what I stand on to be the truth according to God's word, not my opinion, but according to God's word. And so I want to jump right into it. And today's probably going to be a little shorter. Well, I don't know. You know how that goes. I'm not making any promises, but I definitely have some very uh, specific topics, points that I, I want to touch. And it's more practical as we live out our lives and we know we're going to be attacked and we're going to find our, ourselves in situations to where we're coming under fire. What do we do? What's our response to to all of this pressure, all of these attacks that are coming? And uh, we'll, we'll go to Matthew chapter 10 and look at verse 16 and 17. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. So the number one thing, and right as, as verse 16 gets going, Jesus warns his disciples that, listen, you're going out into a culture, into a group of people that are like wolves. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. You know, a lot of us are walking around, Christians are walking around like we're sleepy. 
Like we don't realize, we don't see what's going on around us. You know, we, we look at it with a mindset of, well, you know, I can't really do anything, so I'm just going to kind of flow with it. And what happens is, is too many sleepy Christians are just going through life aimlessly wandering around and allowing the world to attack them, to attack their homes, to attack their families. And they're wondering, where did all this come from? And the, the bottom line is, you're not being alert to what's around you. I'm not saying get caught up in worldly things. What I'm saying is understand that you know this isn't little house on the prairie we live in. This is we are being bombarded by Satan. We are being bombarded by the world, and it's on every aspect. Our kids are being bombarded. Our our family and our friends. You've got to be alert to what's around you. If you don't, you'll find yourself surrounded by wolves when you never should have been surrounded by by them in the first place. And then it says, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So I'll say this, godly wisdom is the key. Not worldly wisdom, but godly wisdom. So we, we've got to be on alert with the understanding that we are operating in God's kingdom with God's principles in a world that does not know those principles, that does not operate with those principles. So we've got to be high alert and be wise in operating what? In accordance with the word of God. And our goal as Christians isn't to to go harm people. Our, Our goal as Christians is to not fall trapped not fall victim to all these worldly attacks, but we're to bring light into a darkened world where we're to be wise and actually know what's coming against us, know what's going around, and and try not to get trapped by the world to make us weak so that we lose our effectiveness. Too many times we're trying to solve spiritual problems with worldly wisdom, and we simply cannot be successful with that approach. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, worldly wisdom cannot help you on spiritual matters. We, we live from the Spirit. We live from the Word of God. We stand on the truth, and that guides everything that we do in our lives. So be alert. We've got to be alert and be wise. Number two, do not fear. Matthew 10, 28 says, and do not fear for those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so this world, and you know it, I promise you, they want to get you afraid. Fear drives people to do things. Fear drives um, people that are on Social Security. They'll, they'll drive and tell them, hey, they're going to take your Social Security away. And that immediately brings fear, fear of the unknown, fear of your help, fear that you can't make it without the world system, fear that you can't make it without the government. But I promise you that if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and he reigns and you're following him, he will supply your every need. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And simply you do not have to live a life of fear that the world's culture is trying to put against you. They want you to be sleepy and fearful and that will cripple you to where you cannot do anything effective for the kingdom of God. Number three, do not worry about what you will say. Matthew 10, 19 and 20. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. Listen to this. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Let 
the Holy Spirit leads you. You said, Travis, that takes a lot of faith. It does, but it's a whole lot easier than stressing and worrying about what, the, am I saying the right thing? Um, if I tell these people that hurt their feelings or is this put political, you know, is this being politically correct? Listen, we don't have time for any of that anymore. We stand on the word of God. We speak truth. Yes, we speak it in love, but we cannot change the truth to simply make people feel better. We, we cannot change truth to make ourselves feel better. Remember, that's what the world's wanting to do. Is they want, They're wanting Je- the Jesus versus culture. The whole thing is they don't necessarily want to get rid of Jesus. They just want you to compromise who Jesus is and what Jesus stands for, who he is, what he does, and, what, and how he's the only way to be united with God. So the word of God must be the words that come out of our mouth as the Holy Spirit guides us in those situations, as he guides us in those tough conversations. And you know what? It's okay to be a little anxious about that, but what you can't be is quiet. That goes to point number four. Proclaim the good news of Jesus. Matthew 10, 32, and 33 Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Being a Christian, and I, and I, want, I want to slow down and say this a little bit slower. Being a Christian is not embarrassing. It's not something to be ashamed of. We really need to teach our, our children and our family and our friends, that Jesus is not some weird word. Like in your house, in your home, that's the number one area you can control. Jesus should be a, a, a relief. The name of Jesus should bring peace. The name of Jesus should even bring joy and happiness because we know that through him we have eternal life. We, we act like Jesus is like taboo or something, but the name of Jesus means everything to the believer. And so oftentimes we find ourselves, and and I find myself, that it's easier to simply be quiet and out in the world when the culture says, hey, you don't live that, or you messed up, you're a hypocrite. I would rather be a hypocrite. I would rather be a hypocrite and fail and fall short of the glory, because I'm going to fall short of the uh, glory of God anyway, I would rather live a life completely dependent on God's grace than a life that denies who He really is. Listen, people struggle with things, they go through life, they wrestle with things, but listen, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, don't be ashamed to tell someone, hey, I follow Jesus, I'm a Jesus freak. And maybe that's where we've got to get to in society to where, hey, maybe you need to just label me as a Jesus freak. That way, if you already know it, then we won't have to go through this every time. That that my life, I'm trying to serve my God. I'm trying to go after Jesus. I'm trying to live a life, and I'm not going to be quiet about it. That I can proclaim the good news of Jesus, especially in this country, that we still can proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And we don't have to worry about every little thing that that we say, whether it's going to hurt somebody's feelings or not, where we have to stand on the truth. I didn't say be ugly, but when we stand on the truth and love, and we don't have to fear, and, and we don't have to be asleep, numb, dull, barely getting by, 
that we can be alert and that we can know what's going on around us. We can see the attacks of the enemy. We can recognize them for what they are, and we can allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into those situations to where we can speak life into those situations, where we can bring the light of God into the dark places, and we can proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and give people hope. Now, whether they deny Jesus or not, we are, we are called to bring hope, the message of Jesus Christ, into every situation that we go to. So I just want to encourage you kind of with this response that in general, every day that we wake up, we need to understand and be ready, be wise, be led by the Holy Spirit of what's going on around us, not to be fearful or afraid. And when we have the opportunity to proclaim the good news of Jesus into someone's life, when we have the opportunity to pray for a brother and sister in Christ, that we gladly operate in those giftings that God has called us to, to operate in. And so I want to I want to close with this over the next, I don't know, however many episodes. It's going to be a few. We're going to expose some of the tricks that the world and the culture and Satan is trying to use to get us to lose focus, to get us to not be wise, to get us to not be alert so that we can get into a place where we don't realize that we're even compromising, where he can get into a crack, attack us, and it's going to be super practical, just areas that we need to be wise and we be need to be able to be ready and watchful. So I'm really pumped about the next few episodes. These last has really just really been setting things up. And so the, the next, even in this one, where we're really looking at practical ways to, to operate our faith in a, in a culture that is coming straight for, straight against the name of Jesus. So remember, stay alert, be wise, don't be afraid. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and give you the words to say and, and gladly proclaim the good news of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for loving us first, God, Lord, and, and making a way, God, that we can be reunited with, with our Father, God, our Heavenly Father, God. We thank you, God, that you laid down your life, God, that no one took it, but you laid it down, God. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, just to help us, God, just be bold proclaimers of your message. God, be bold proclaimers of the good news. God, give us courage, give us strength to stand on your word, even when it costs us relationships, even when the cost is high, God, that you would strengthen us, God, Lord, that we would speak in love, but we would speak the truth. God, and we thank you for what you're going to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Bye.